So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Real Estate Rockstars. Today is February 1st, 2022. And this is one of those special podcasts where we go through the best of January and we give you a little bit of each of the January podcasts to see which ones you missed, which ones you need to go back to. And we pull out some great nuggets. So you'll be able to sit down over the next 30 to 40 minutes, listen to this podcast and get the best of the best from January. And we had some great, great people on the show. And I also need to add, you know, the if you guys have been listening lately, we hinted and talked about that we were going to be launching our first local mastermind where we're going to get people, get real estate agents together, real estate rock stars together from around the US to come in person to try to work together to figure out how we are going to double our income this year or how we are going to get more clients or how we are going to grow a team or how we are going to live life happier. You know, all of the, the things, the challenges that real estate agents are facing, we want to be able to tackle that. We want to get a bunch of people together to share the wins and share, this is what's working so good in my life. And this is where I could use some support. It's going to be the first one of its kind. That I've also shared my story several times that attending my first mastermind absolutely changed my life. You know, in 2015, I had just come back from making millions and then losing millions. And I had just started my first opportunity of where I found this new opportunity in a different state. And I joined a mastermind called Go Abundance. And at that mastermind, it was the first time I got to meet people and hang out with people and talk to them openly about my wins and my losses. And it was the first time in my life I felt like I didn't have to hold back. I felt like I could be honest. I felt like I could share exactly what I was thinking and exactly what I was going through. And that is the vision that we have for you guys for our first mastermind out in Austin, Texas next month. You know, if you're somebody that you're succeeding in real estate and, and, and you don't have people to talk to about getting that next level, or you're a new agent and you really wanna figure out how to jumpstart this. If you find yourself not having people around you that you can talk openly about, about what you're doing, I want you to be able to share those giant commissions. I want you to be able to share the giant commission that got away and people that feel your pain and feel your excitement and can celebrate every step of the way with you. So before we get into this podcast, I wanted to just do a quick shout out for our event, March 2nd, March 3rd in Austin, Texas. We've got a great venue there. We've got this giant compound all to ourselves. So agents are going to be able to interact with main speakers from the main stage, you know, some interactive stuff where people are gonna find you know, different groups and people are gonna have an opportunity to do breakoffs and meet with smaller groups to talk about different challenges and different exciting times. We might record a couple live podcasts there. Maybe we'll even have some guest hosts. So if you're, I've ever thought about being a guest host for the Real Estate Rockstars podcast, maybe you should come to the event and get your chance to audition there. It is going to be a lot of fun. I think our price right now that we put on is 995 bucks. That's a big investment if you've never been to a mastermind. I remember the first time I paid to go to a mastermind, I thought this was crazy but I knew I needed something more and people had talked about this, so I was going to try it. And so I promise when you come out, you're going to get personalized attention from my team, from all the volunteers. We've got tons of people that have been on the show that are just crushing it, and they're gonna be showing up just to try to help you crush it and set your new vision. 
So if you haven't planned out your March yet, as you're looking, we've got, it's a little over a month away. It is time to book to join our mastermind. So go find me on Instagram. On Instagram, you'll see the links to go register uh, to be able to sign up. We're getting all of our landing pages more built out over the next couple of days, but the links are live on my Instagram feed at Aaron Amuchastegui. We'll also be sharing it over at RE Rockstars. But now here we go to the rest of our show. So best of January. First up, we had episode 1011, adding value in real estate with Ashley Oaks Lazowski. How often did you how often did you close on people that you'd essentially go from a phone call to an appointment? Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, this is a while ago, but I, I would think my rate was probably, you know, two out of three would close. Um, even though I really prided myself on taking it to the next level, I found that a lot of the agents that came on site during that time were like, we don't need to work at this. You literally can just show up and sell a house where I learned all the upgrades that were included. I learned all the lots. I learned all the models. I knew all the floor plans. I would go to the design center and like walk all the upgrades. I would get an idea of all the pricing. And when the market started turning, that's what set me apart. That's what kept me on with the builder. And then they started putting me in these um, properties that had like 30, 45 day closes. So they would start taking me into those properties and I would come in and just close those like quick inventories. And that was what I did everywhere I went. I just learned the inventory. This is exactly what I instill in my agents now. I feel like so many agents are like, I'm a real estate agent. Well, it's like, who cares? You, what value do you actually bring to somebody? And, uh, and that's, I think that's a lost art. And I feel like if agents don't continue to use that, they are going to get left behind because there is so many resources online. People don't need us. You show up to a listing appointment nowadays, they already know what their house is worth. And that's the first question I ask them. What do you think your house is worth? Because, yeah. you know, they, they already went to, to Zillow. They already know what their estimate is. I want to now show them how I'm going to give them more value. What am I going to do to be better than another agent? What advice do you give to your agents that are buyers right now and how to get, how to get their offer accepted during this time when they're you know, essentially offering against 10 other people? You know, I think the biggest thing for agents is they have lost the art of communication and they're so text and email driven that we are still a touch society. We still have to have those personal touches. And I know because we're very listing heavy. So I know what I look for on the listing side. And I will tell you, if I get 15 offers on one of my listings, I'm always going to tell the seller that like, I'm going to, you know, break it down in a spreadsheet, show them what their offers are, but I'm going to also also tell them, look, this agent was very communicative. He was, um, she gave me the information for the lender. The lender called me or text me. Um, I make my lender give a video text uh, message to the um, agent, to the listing agent. I make sure that we have quick closes. I make sure that we order the appraisal within two business days. That's a huge hangup for a lot of people. Uh, it's, it's just a big list of things that they can do to make their offer stand out. Um, also like sloppiness. I can't stand the sloppiness. And maybe this is the broker in me, but I'll get an offer on one of my listings and it's like 400 attachments. And I'm like, <laughs> it's so simple. Just put it into one PDF put it all there, put a cover letter on it. And then, you know, again, you have to be careful with the fair housing, but you can still say that my buyer is very strong. They have already done their full loan application. They have submitted all their paperwork to the lender that, you know, all these things that you can put in to just make your offer stand out. It's so simple, but it just blows my mind how many, so many people have just lost the touch of it. All right. If you liked that one, go listen, listen to the rest of episode 1000 and 
11. Next up, one of the coolest shows that we've done was the best real estate podcast of 2021. So we went back and we took pieces from all of the top ranked listen shows. We thought the top 10 downloads, what were they? And we did some pieces of that. So here's a section of episode 1013, the best of the Real Estate Rockstars podcast in 2021. You definitely have to have be systems minded and attract the right people. If you have systems and you have the right people to run those plays and help continue to grow those systems, I mean, the world is yours. You can do anything. Set a goal, break that down into very manageable items and step-by-step processes, and then follow through with that. You really need to you know, find a system that's going to work with your goal. You're going to follow that system to a T, and then you're going to follow up with it and make sure that you did follow that system, figure out where maybe you lacked a little bit, maybe an area that you really loved, and what was the return on that, and then repeat it. Stop looking at list price like it even matters. We're trying to remove that from our vocabulary on the team. We don't say things like over lender list. It is, it's an arbitrary term that has nothing to do with the way that the market is right now. It, agents often list their house way less than they know it's going to sell for. And sometimes they list it way higher than it's going to, than it should sell for. You got to get your client off of thinking that way. The baseline for what a house is worth should not be the list price. Um, and, and if they can get past that, it makes it much easier to write you're actually going to get because what buyers think is they're competing with the seller. I want to write a low offer. He wants a high offer. Let's see who wins, but they're not. They're competing with the 14 other buyers that want that house. And if you don't want it more than the other 13, then there is no reason to go try and get that one. Just move on to the next one. So what we do is we talk to listing agent and say, what price will get this done right now? What would you say to those people that are driving in their car right now that have been thinking for the last six months, should I become licensed or not? What, what would you tell them? I tell them try, but you have to be willing to work your ass off. You have to be willing to spend the money. You know, it takes money to make money. That saying is absolutely true. And you know, what really resonated with me, the podcast where like John Clyde, Peter Lorimer, Lorimer, sorry, Pete, and, um, Sam, like anyone talking about being authentic and being yourself and like enough with the homogenized bullshit, as Pete said, like you just have to be yourself. Like there's a niche somewhere for you. If you love sports and baseball, go advertise at every sport event or anything in your community pertaining to sports. If you have a great church community, go run with that. Just find your niche or just try a whole bunch of different things and see what works. All right, that only gave you a little taste of what we had on that one. But if you wanna go back and listen to the rest of that one, that was episode 1013, the best real estate podcast of 2021. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui for a quick commercial break. So during 2020 and 2021, the real estate market completely changed. There's so much competition in the market, so many people trying to buy and sell houses, but there's hardly any supply, hardly any product, hardly anyone willing to list their homes. It's time for every agent out there to become a hybrid agent investor to be able to reach out directly to homeowners to try to get them to sell or list their house. We've got a new website. Go to leadpropeller.com and you can set up your own investor buyer website in just minutes. You'll set up your own URL, set up phone numbers, help go through the leads, help reach out to people that aren't listing their pro- their property currently, 
and have them fill out a form that says, hey, I want to sell my house. And then as an agent, you can go through and make them a hybrid offer. You can tell them, hey, I think your house would sell for $220,000 on MLS, but I can either write you a $180,000 cash offer right now, or I can help you fix it up and you'll list it for $220,000 on MLS. These are buyers that are looking for quick cash offers. Tens of thousands are submitting these forms every single day and they're skipping the listing process. But so many of you guys out there are such good agents, it's a great opportunity to get that lead and help them maximize sales price for their home. So again, go to leadpropeller.com and think about signing up for your own investor site so buyers will start reaching out to you, asking you to make an offer on their home. Next up, we've got State of the Market 86. We had guest hosts Kelly Skevel and Karen Hollins come out and talk about real estate strategies, talk about whether or not we're in a bubble and different things, that, different conversations that they are having with their clients out there. Here's a few minutes of that one. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I love for sale by owner. I mean, I love approaching a seller that wants to do it on their own. And it shows a level of confidence in knowing the market and knowing their house. And it means you've got an active seller. And, you know, a lot of times I tell you, you know, you can cut your own hair too, but most people don't. And, you know, there's a reason for that, especially in a down market. I mean, selling a for sale by owner and, you know, giving them a listing presentation is challenging. But in this market, I feel like it's a lot easier. Um, it's, you know, it's, I, you know, one of the analogies I use, you're going to an auction. Do you want five people to be there or 500 people to be there? Um, if you're trying to get the highest price, putting in front of the most eyes over a compressed amount of time and driving up demand drives up the price. And most sellers... Right that's what they're looking for. So it shouldn't be too hard of a pitch in this market. And, you know, as it was saying that most people are selling to a friend and I think, you know, selling to a friend is great when it's like, yeah, I like your house. I'd like to buy it. Uh, negotiating with a friend is very hard, you know, so yeah. selling to a friend is easy, but negotiating the minutia of, you know, this window sticks and this toilet handle doesn't work is a little bit more tricky. Yeah, so I, think, uh, yeah. I think when people um, come down to see the value of an agent and it's our job as agents uh, to, you know, let them know what exactly we do for them, especially in this hot market, because yeah. I, it's like any good consumer. If it takes me 48 hours to sell your house, you might be thinking, well, you know, what am I paying for? So I do believe us as agents really have to do a good job um, in our marketing, in presenting what we do for sellers, even though we're doing it on a compressed timeline um, in order to have a great listing in a hot market and to drive up that demand, we've got to be, you know, we've got to put together a fantastic package, whether it be 48 hours on the market or seven days. Um, you know, I think it's important for us to sell that we can put out a product that, you know, really demands us and we'll get that price up for the seller. Yeah, I yeah, definitely. Uh, when you're in this market, when you're competing for listings, people have agents have really had to step up their game. Yeah. And well, and the other thing is, too, is seeing um, demand for, I mean, I, I think rental properties in our market have been a little bit insulated. I mean, there are not people, there are not 10 offers on rental properties. But if your rental property could be a single family or is has a unit nice enough to live in and have an income apartment, then we're seeing, you know, some of those buyers buying houses that they weren't really looking for duplexes. You know, I've had yeah. clients say, well, I'll buy a single family, but Hey, if there's a good rental property, I could live in that during this housing uh, shortage. And then I'll just have a rental property when I'm done and I'll buy the house that I want. So the younger, the, the younger generation that's getting into buying are all about getting duplexes and having, or multi-units and having, you know, living in one unit and having their mortgage paid down by tenants and, that like, of course, speaks 
you know, speaks to my soul. So I like, I like that, but that's been interesting that I feel like I've more than ever in my career as an agent have seen uh, clients come out and be willing to, to look at multi-units rather than just single families getting really creative. It's great when you see, especially young investors. I have a young client I just talked with yesterday who, you know, he bought a, he bought a single family house for me. And then uh, two years later, their dream house came up. So they bought it, kept it, a, they kept their original house as a rental. And he asked me, you know, is it time to sell? And we talked about it a little bit and, you know, just reminding him what a fantastic position he's in. He's got a great house. Um, you know, his mortgage is 1450. His rent is 2100. He's only, wow. I don't know, 29 years old. And, you know, you don't feel the, you know, necessarily the cash flowing wealth because he's got to put a lot back into the property to keep it up. But that long-term investment, if they can buy a rental property, live in one side, have some offsetting costs, um, you know, coming in so that they can keep their house nice and build that equity, such a smart play for oh, younger so buyers. Smart. I mean, it's, it's what I did with my first house and uh, it really was able to start a snowball of being able to buy my next property and then go yes. on from there. That's exactly it. It's the, the snowball effect is, uh, I, I think until you truly experience it, you don't really understand how great it can be. All right. If you liked that one, go listen to the rest of State of the Market 86. Next up, this was a really fun interview with Jen Nelson, episode 1014, building a value-based real estate business. You know, she talked about building referrals. She talked about quality. We had a lot of stuff in common too that we recorded before and after the show about different masterminds uh, that we we're both in and how that's been going for us. So here's a few minutes of episode 1014 with Jen Nelson. I mean, bringing home $85,000 in a new job and a new career first year is the nothing to be ashamed about, right? That's a pretty exciting thing to go like, wow, this is you know, way better than the average job out there, right? Absolutely. I mean, I was shocked, to be honest. I was yeah. really grateful. It, it, I just really love my clients. And so it was such an honor and it was so fun. And my, my biggest joy was at the end of the transaction, like, oh, you didn't make enough. Like you worked so hard for us. I love that. You know, I want people to just feel like they get so much value. Um, so yeah, it has exploded since then. It's that snowball effect, you know, being consistent, loving on people, um, we, we mimic our client giant kind of, uh, so after the transaction, we send them out to dinner when they've kind of had time to rest and unpack, you know, we call them we're like, Hey, we want to celebrate you now that it's settled down. Um, and it's funny cause we did that because we wanted to celebrate people, but it started generating these referrals, you know, two, three weeks after the transaction, when they can think clearly again, um, they'd be like, Oh yeah, by the way, I'm sending you, you know, X, Y, Z. So it was, uh, definitely a snowball. I got real busy after that. It was fun. Yeah. What is something that an agent should be thinking about right now? If they're thinking like, if they've never even heard that, right? Like, wait, I have a job right now, but I should be growing a business. What's the difference? How should an agent be treating their life different if they're trying to grow this long-term business that they can you know, grow and be a part of compared to being a, a, an agent and really making themselves a job? Well, yeah, that's, um, that's a perfect question. I, I like my job, but I don't always want to do my job. So I try and fire myself from the stuff I'm not excellent at. Uh, for instance, I have a, a, an amazing agent on my team um, who is awesome at social media. I'm not. So is it really my fiduciary responsibility to do the best for my client? Yes. Um, so if that's the case, what am I not excellent at? And then how can I either hire it, outsource it, to grow the business so that I have some time freedom and so that I can be fully present with my client. I think that's the mindset shift. You know, if I'm just working a job, I'm going to grind, grind, grind. And 30 years later, I'm going to wake up and 
I just did a lot of hustle, which is great. For me, I wanted to have more balance um, and I wanted to build a business. I was very intentional, even about my entity structure, right? What does that look like? Um, am I a PLLC? You know, what is, how do I protect my assets? Kind of high level thinking is, it's a little different, I think, um, than just saying, hey, I've got a job. You, the mindset too with having a job is somebody's going to do it for me or somebody's hiring me. They're not. They're asking you to go do your job, but they're asking you to build your business. Um, and if you're not building your business perpetually, you know, real intentionality around that, um, and you're waiting for somebody to give you leads or give you referrals, it's not going to be sustainable. You really need to kind of grow those muscles yourself. One of the things that we talked about before you even got on the show was about as growing the business. Like, so we talked a little bit about growing that business and strategies behind it. You've talked about defining your values, yeah. right? And like being able to, to kind of hire through your values and, and things like that. Talk about that for a second. Sure. So I, um, I really love our clients. <laughs> and I know that sounds trite, possibly cheesy, which is probably valid. But we, we try, my team, I, I joke I'm never hiring, um, but we try to really lead with our values. One of them is doing everything with excellence. You know, another is continual learning. We'll, we'll have Instagram stories of what the books we're reading, right? Client care packages we're putting together. Again, real specific, selected, hand-curated. One of them is generosity. You know, we really love being generous. Um, I'm super excited. I'm taking my team to the spa this this month, couple weeks. Um, so generosity with our clients, generosity with each other. And then part of our intake is um, we ask the client if they have a favorite charity. So we donate 10% of each transaction to a charity. Hey, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Buchastegui, and I'm interrupting myself to bring you this commercial break from one of our sponsors. And I know, I know you guys would much rather listen to the content and not the ads and not the sponsors, but this is one that I'm actually super, super excited with. You know, so many of the realtors that we interview on the show, they talk about how much systems are important and how much follow-up is important. And I'm really, really excited about our new sponsor. There's somebody I've been looking at for a long time. And when they reached out to me, I said, yes, we have to be able to do this deal. So that sponsor is Follow Up Boss. You know, on an interview last week with agent Mark McGuire, I asked him what his favorite software and what his favorite system was. And he said it was Follow Up Boss. And then he went on for another three or four minutes to talk about why Follow Up Boss was the best CRM he uses. So there's a lot of superstars out, out there that use Follow Up Boss. Some of the stats they gave me, Robert Slack, 1.5 billion team in Florida, number one in the US. He uses Follow Up Boss to get a 400% ROI on its massive paid lead spend. Deborah Beagle, co-owner of the Ashton Group in Nashville, uses Follow Up Boss to guarantee the agents who join her team get two homes under contract in the first 90 days. That's a big guarantee for new agents. Barry Jenkins of the, your friends in real estate uses Follow Up Boss to automate everything so his team can produce 200 million on 25 hour work weeks. All right, so here's an offer. You guys are gonna get this special for being Real Estate Rockstars listeners. Now I've, I've used Follow Up Boss. We've actually used it in our non-real estate businesses as well because it's so good at being able to set timers, set automatic texting and emailing, and what do, what do you know, best name ever, Follow Up. So here's what we got. For Real Estate Rockstars listeners, get a 30-day free trial. That's normally 14 days. So in order to get this, you go followupboss.com forward slash rockstars. So again, followupboss.com, just like it sounds, forward slash rockstars. 
Go there, get your 30-day free trial, and check it out. Especially if you aren't using any systems or any CRMs yet, this will be a great one for you to start with. All right, everybody, thanks again. Now back to our show. So we try and, and not only live our values, but kind of show that in, in our social media, in our marketing, both traditional and print. Um, and then we also kind of explain that to our clients. In our pre-list packet, it comes through with our core values. Um, and we have a, we don't work with everybody policy. <laughs> um, in Arizona, I, I've been in the industry for a long time now, a couple decades. So I've seen what happens when the tide goes out, right? And you see he's not wearing any swimsuits. Um, I don't want to be working with people whose integrity I don't trust. All right, if you want to go listen to the rest of that one, that was episode 1014. All right, here's a few minutes of a really fun show. This was episode 1015 with listener Blake Hill. Him and I met a bet on Instagram. He was a brand new agent. He'd been listening to the show and he got licensed just a few months ago and said, if I can close 5 million in revenue before the end of the year, will you have me on the show? He had no deals yet. It was 90 days to the end of the year. I said, yes, he did it. And here is a few minutes from that episode. I get a call from a person I hadn't talked to in three years said, hey, heard you got your real estate license. This is what I'm looking for. And in my head, I'm like, I can't tell him I haven't officially got my license. So I said, all right, I'm on it. So I can't even get on the MLS. And so uh, I go down to a friend of mine's house, a broker, and I'm like, hey, man, get me on the MLS. I got to act like I know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. which I did. I just needed, I needed the info so I could start shuffling a bunch of info to him. And then once I knew I had him, I was like, okay, I got to I got to parlay this into something else. I got to use this opportunity. So that's when I reached out to you. And it kind of started actually because you were on air and you had these crazy guys on. It was like the craziest guys you've ever had on. And I guys out of Arizona, Jeff and Jeremy or Matt and Jeremy, right? And they started reading all these reviews. And I was just coming back from dog walk and I read this review and I'm like, wait a second. I wrote that. So that's when I reached out to you and I'm like, Hey man, that was my review. Here's what I'm thinking. And you're like, yeah, man, let's do it. So I made the bet with you. Yeah. The, um, and let's, so let's break that up a little bit. So the, so so very cool stuff. So this, you're talking four months ago. So four months ago you get licensed, right? Like September, like September, 2021, you're getting that on there. How did your, the guy that you knew for a long time, how did he know that you were an agent now? I started planting seeds as we, as I was going through the process, right? So once I passed, like when I was with the school and then I passed the test with the school, I would post that and say, hey, this is what I got going on. Just getting my real estate license. I, I passed my test. I'm, I'm really excited to, to keep moving forward. And I just kept doing that through the whole process and kind of telling the process through social media and telling people as I was you know, out and about. One of the things that you said was do things different than others and don't be afraid to be yourself. What do you, what do you mean about that? You got to stick to your true core beliefs. No doubt about it. And, and if you fear something, you've got to push past that because typically success lies on the other side of fear. I stick to that. Sometimes we have to put ourselves in situations that are very uncomfortable and you got to push through it. And it gets easier, I think, as you get older, or I feel like it's gotten easier. Maybe it, for some it doesn't, but because you tend to just really don't, it's not that you don't care. You're just not hinged upon the outcome. You said success lies on the other side of fear. 
you know, the uh, another thing we tell ourselves is the you have to go through something hard to see the beauty. All right, you want to listen to the rest of that one? That was episode 1015 with Blake Hill. Next up, episode 1016 with Chaz Halbert. How to close 20 deals your first year in real estate. The interview with, Haz, with Chaz was great because he had been a longtime listener to the show and he is actually lives where I used to live. So we had a lot of fun stuff in common and it was so much fun just to hear his tactics. Here's a few minutes with him. Before you became an active licensed agent, you were listening to you, you were listening to the podcast. You were listening to a lot yeah. of the Real Estate Rockstars podcasts. You were trying to come up with strategies and you told us that you were so intentional about it that you already had a listing in January, you know, that was like knowing. So tell us about that a little bit. Uh, when did you start listening to the podcast? And were there two or three strategies or maybe one big strategy that you got out of that and said, I am gonna, I am gonna do this? When so you said you got really intentional. What's those one or two things you got really intentional about in 2020 as you were getting ready to launch? Yeah. So I started listening to the podcast right away, um, pretty much every day. And one of the things I, I just picked up little nuggets here and there um, from so many of these great interviews and so many of these top performing agents. But I realized one thing, it's like every conversation, no matter which way you steer it, if you ask the right questions and care about these people, it's usually actually going to circle around to they're going to ask you what's going on in your life, which gives you the opportunity to bring up, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm getting into real estate. Hey, I'm quitting my job and making a leap of faith or yeah, I'm bringing my expertise into this new industry. Do you know anyone that's looking to buy or sell? I'm looking to launch my business. And just being like with every conversation, not being fake, but allowing yourself the opportunity to have that conversation with that person, whether it's someone that you just met or someone that you've known forever. What I've learned is people... They want to be a part of your success story, but you got to allow them to. You talk about how simple that process really is. And we have talked about it. On, a lot of people have mentioned that on the podcast. It's very simply when you're talking to people saying, hey, what's new with you? What have you been doing? Being very curious about people in their lives. Mm-hmm. And then they're curious with you and not being afraid to say like, and being honest. Hey, I'm new at this. Do you know anyone? I'm trying to start my business. Like, you know me as a person or you could see I'm likable. It's part of, and if that's one of your strategies, you have to remember that wherever you're carrying yourself, you're carrying yourself as an agent. Mm-hmm. We're going to give someone advice today and say like, hey, if you're a new agent, right? If you're a new agent entering this market today, here's one or two actionable things that you should do right now in order to succeed in this market. What would you say? I mean, I think the biggest thing is, is just being intentional about your business and not being afraid to put yourself out there, whether that's through whatever, you know, outlet that you choose. Like for me, Instagram is really great for me, but you can build your business around who you are and, and not do the cookie cutter, what you see out there. Like you can do it however you want to do it, but you have to, you have to put in the work, right? So you know, put yourself out there, have conversations with people every day about real estate, whether it's someone that you think you're going to do business with or not, right? And then bring actual value to people's lives. If you focus on bringing value to people's lives and not just focus on them as like a a commission or a deal being done, but you're just like, hey, how can I serve this person today? They're going to reciprocate by serving you in what you're most passionate about and what's most important to you is what I've found. And just bringing value and just being a good human being, it goes a long way in business, I think, more than people give it credit for. All right. If you want to hear the rest of that one, that's episode 1016 with Chaz Halbert. Be sure to go check it out. 
Next up, this was State of the Market 87, what the headlines don't tell you with real estate expert Stan Ponty. Stan and I had a lot of fun talking. This was a high energy show where we went jam packed. It was also the week that the, that the stock market was crashing. You know, and so there was a lot of talk and he's out in the, in the heart of New York City where a lot of those conversations tend to get amplified. So we talked a lot about the ultra wealthy, what happens when the stock market changes and how that affects everything else. Here's a few minutes of the episode, Stay in the Market 87 with Stan Ponty. Crazy. So one of the things I got really excited, you and I scheduled this call two months ago, but I'm very excited about the timing of it today. Yeah. And the timing of it being you are out in those big cities, in those big worlds, and we have yeah. had a heck of a week yeah. for the stock market. Now, I'm not a stock predictor or anything like that, but it impacts real estate. I had a couple people this week reach out to me that were canceling on these extra, like really high-end level investments. And they started saying, hey, I've lost, you know, 10, 20, 30% of some of my net worth extra money over the past week. And you see like Bitcoin crashing and stock markets crash. And it's not really crashing like in perspective, but it's scary and gave people pause. And I was thinking, one of the things I posted this morning on my Instagram, I said, you know, we're, Stan and I are going to talk about a lot of stuff today. But one of the things today was it's a pretty volatile week in the ultra high net worth category. And the implications on commercial and retail defaults and investments is changing. Like, how is that impacting? Have you heard any talks from people out there in real estate going, Stan, should I buy this house or not? Are they concerned about net worth stuff? Is it happening at all right now? That's the only thing that everyone's talking about. It's not, have I heard? Um, I like to use the word dynamic instead of volatile uh, because um, within dynamic is more opportunity. And I think the real answer for for ultra high net worth individuals is, if anything, it is a moment where you're focused within the micro markets that you're investing in and looking for opportunities. When the Dow swings over a thousand points in a trading day down and then ends up as it did two days ago, and when it did it again yesterday, we're sitting here at 2.20 p.m. Eastern um, and the Fed has just released a statement, I think, or they're holding the statement, which will affect how they will approach interest rates in 2022, and also how they will affect how they will make decisions based on quantitative easing, right? So these two things are happening as we're sitting here. I don't have, I left my phone in the other room, so I wouldn't be interrupting the meeting. But the point of fact is that as of uh, opening bell this morning, uh, the S&P is down 8.6% since January 1, and the Dow is down 5.6%. So what most investors know and believe is that we've had a very good run. We got past the COVID crash. We have a lot of things on the radar. Uh, I like to read headlines so that I don't get sold and click through on uh websites for media outlets. Open up anyone's screen. If I had my phone, I'd do it. I could read 20 scary headlines, but they're just headlines. They go away. They go away and new things happen. Some things go down. Other things are brought up. It's real estate. It's homes. What, 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 What people will learn as they get older and as they increase their financial breadth is when markets go down, it is an opportunity 
not a time to get scared and hide. It's the time to get smart. It's a time to get aggressive. It's a time to pull yourself together with clear eyes and information, not use headlines. Headlines are now designed not to sell newspapers from little five-year-olds standing on corners saying, Truman elected, FDR creates the new deal. Now it is meant to have you go click, click. Oh, I want to, oh my God. Rent prices are up 30, 40%. Click. Sorry to do that sound person. Sorry. <laughs> so, right. So now I've clicked. They just made more money. They sold more ads. Now the a little ad for whatever gets a, I mean, you know, I'm also not an internet expert. I'm a real estate expert, but I sit through enough meetings to know that if you can get them to click, you're in business. So headlines are meant for clicking, not for financial decisions. All right, if you want to hear the rest of that one, that was episode, that was State of the Market 87 with Stan Ponte. The last episode of January was episode 1017, The Power of Relationships in Real Estate with Robert Bean. You know, Robert had a lot of good uh, tactics that you could apply right now if you have no money. If you were starting in real estate and you barely had enough money to pay for your license, and now you're sitting around going, how do I generate business if I don't have any money. He had some great tactics for that. This was a fun show. Here's a few minutes of episode 1017. What was yeah. your secret to getting so many sales? Like what, what sort <laughs> of like when it comes to like your personality or things like that. So you're, you're, you're sitting in a sales office, people yeah, are man. coming in, the balloons are out. You've got the blimp up. So people know that you're, you're going to be there and they come in. What is your secret to success of setting those records? I went and looked at all the other salesmen who were selling similar things. And I said, what are they doing? Well, here's the thing. They were all doing the exact same thing. They were leveraging, not leveraging, they were uh, hoping the clout of the builder would produce enough marketing and traffic to generate sales. Well, they can't control that. I said, I've got to do something I can. First of all, the builder said they wouldn't spend a dime on marketing. And I said, okay, well, crap. Well, I guess I can't. That one's out the window. <laughs> so I said, let's look at it a different way. What aren't they doing? What aren't they doing that I can do feasibly? And so what I did is I ended up sending 500 messages a week uh, on Facebook and in text messages. Um, I treated these clients as if they were my own clients and I nurtured them and I built relationship with them. Then I started sending pictures because I said, well, you know what? They, they still view me as just another salesman. Let me show them a picture of me smiling. I know I've got a good smile. I know it, it, it's, it's warm and it's friendly. Okay. Then I started doing videos and then I just started doing more and more relationship-based items. And next thing you know, people remembered me. People wanted to work with me. The agents loved me. And so you know, getting to do those things uh, really pushed me over the edge to where, you know, by the end of my first year uh, in real estate, I sold 34 homes or something like that. So, I mean, you came in, you had a lot of success, it worked, it worked, you had some stuff you were able to apply, but what's something that you more, maybe more recently learned? And so, oh, hey, man. I wish I would have known that, like I had a great first year, but if I'd have known this, I would have had an even better one. Dude, first of all, time blocking and time management. Nobody teaches that at any brokerage anywhere. The few people who generally teach you on the internet are just trying to sell you on something and it's not actually getting into like how to truly time block. And it's like crazy important. That's why we, I literally have on like my personal real estate team, I have a coach that is coaching and time management. 
because that is how imperative it is. Everything is built around the finite amount of time you have. It is the core of your literal existence. And if you don't know how to manage it, so time management, seriously, what do I do? How do I wake up, look at the day, have a hundred things that I could be doing today? How do I put that into a calendar? How do I quantify that? What do I do if I misuse my time? How do I make up for time lost? Like truly understand time management. That's one of the biggest ones and more recent ones that I've been just continually improving um, for sure. The second is uh, all the wasted time on useless information. Yeah. Every brokerage says plug into all of our training and they tell you to spend 10 hours a week. And I'm looking over here and I did that and I didn't learn a single thing about how to actually make money. And that's what I need to pay my bills. I learned how to do a great buyer presentation, but I didn't learn how to get the buyer. I didn't learn how to convert the buyer when they were hesitant or their uncle Sally, uncle Sam, you know, turned around and, and, and is their agent and has a great relationship. Like, you give them a script, but again, a script is only as good as the person who can comprehend and deliver it. Well, what new agent is a, a perfect orator? And the like third it. thing I would say is community. You have to be around people who believe that you can do better, will hold you accountable, but at the same time provide you opportunity to do better. Resources, training, coaching. And that's a continual lesson for me. I'm always reevaluating who's around me, right? I'm always, and I, and now, when I see someone who has value that I respect and admire, I don't just go, oh, that person's cool. I make an intent to try and be a part of their life because that's how valuable those people are. All right. If you liked that one, go listen to the rest of episode 1017 with Robert Bean. And that's a wrap. That is the best of for January. As, all, as always, Real Estate Rockstars, I hope that 2022 is off to a great start. I hope you guys are crushing it. But I also hope that I see you next month. Really, each and every one of you, there's so many of you that I've developed relationships with over Instagram that we've been talking and sharing stories and I've been rooting for you and I can't wait until you hit that next level and you get to come on the show and get interviewed in the future. You know, this mastermind is for all of you. It's for all of you of every level. It's a chance for us to get together, for us to celebrate, for the combination of showing up to say, how much value can I add? Because every one of you has value you can add to someone else. And also, what's the value that I can receive? The beautiful part about masterminds, it is this mutually beneficial deal where everybody shows up, everybody helps everybody. It's this fun, interactive part. Plus, we have some great headline speakers, some great headline speakers that people pay a lot of money for just to see. I'll start announcing those pretty soon. But for right now, I want to see who wants to come join us. Go to my Instagram, follow that link to sign up, and we cannot wait to see you in March. Real Estate Rockstars, thanks for listening. All right, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegui jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys loved listening to that one. And I want to make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have. And also we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you liked, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rate rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents, and we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, 
be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, we've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every punny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients. And we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate. How to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff, rebusuniversity.com. And if you want to chat with me, go find me on Instagram. If you come find me on Instagram, you can send me messages. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. We try to put a bunch of content out there too. You can find me in two different places. It's at rerockstars.com for our Real Estate Rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.